We do believe here at Springhouse that God has saved the very best for right now. Would you guys welcome a phenomenal youth pastor, James Jansen. All right, all right. All right, so today is Youth Sunday. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Guys, I don't know if you noticed, but the Lord has taken my heart and he has placed it right here with this middle section. I love all of you. I love all of you. But right now, uh, we're going to... um, we're going to tell you and we're going to show you a couple of things about what the Lord has been doing in and throughout your youth, okay? So, um, prepare to hear some testimonies, prepare to hear, uh, to see some testimonies and to see some wild and crazy stuff that we've been doing. Recently, we just had a chance to take 58 people to camp. Let's go. Let's go. And so... Uh, God did some incredible things. He moved some mountains, guys broke some walls down, and uh, we're gonna share it with you today. So I don't have to tell you how fun it was because you just saw it, right? (laughs) But uh, hey, why don't I go ahead and get all the the youth leaders who went to camp and or are youth leaders on up on the stage right now. Guys, we can't do this alone. Y'all go ahead and give it up. Give it up for them. These... These incredible people, guys, sacrificed so much to be a part of of youth and to pour into their lives, guys. They took uh, time off of work. They took uh, their own personal time. And uh, I just want to recognize who has been leading this youth group and, uh, and really who helped out a tremendous amount at camp. Can we just give it up for them one more time? Here we go. Seriously, guys, we couldn't do it with you. And from the bottom of my heart and uh, our congregation, we thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. You can go ahead and sit down. Can I have uh, Cole? Cole, come on up. All right. First, we're going to start it off with some testimony, okay? Start it off with some testimony. Cole saw some incredible things at camp, but uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to talk for him. I'm going to let him tell you. How's it going, everybody? Yeah, we had a we had an incredible time. It, it, the Lord really moved uh, so much, especially during worship. Obviously, I lead worship up here, and uh, so I led, wor- led worship at the camp. And um, I just want to say, when I was in youth, there were seeds planted by our youth leaders when I was, you know, ten and twelve, and stuff that didn't manifest till now. And now I'm I'm realizing, and uh, you know, those seeds are sprouting, and I'm like, wow. I'm so thankful for those those times that were uh, you know invested in me when I was young, and uh, those seeds that you know we planted three or four or five years ago that the Lord you know gave us opportunities to speak and speak life into some of these teens. Some of that started to come out in the worship uh, this, especially on the on the first night. It, it was it was quite incredible. I just want to say, Jacob. Man, we had a time where it was just all-out testimony. We had kid after kid come up and, and be, you know, released from, from bondage or any, any sort of, you know, depression or, uh, or even addictions. And I just want to say that the Lord is so good. And just when you think, you know, what you're doing is, you know, futile, it's, it's, so, it's so not. And I think, 
I was, I was uh, just as much, you know, so joyful about it all because, man, praise God that I get to be a part of, of some of this, this work that he's doing in the kid's life. And uh, I just want to say that the, the faith of a mustard seed can move a mountain. And it's funny, it's funny how the mustard seed is the only seed in, the, in, the, in garden seeds that uh, doesn't sprout uh, until the environment on the top of the soil is ready for it to come out. And so sometimes you invest things in kids and you don't see the manifestation until you, know, you might not be there for it. But the Holy Spirit calls it out. And I think, I think uh, we saw a lot of that. It was incredible at camp. And so... Thank you. Amen. Amen. So true. Lord really did some big works at camp. He continues to move uh, after camp. And uh, I believe that this is not the culmination of the year. This is the catalyst camp. Camp kind of kicks off. However, we do have it at the end. We believe that it is the start of something fresh within this group, guys. So be praying. Continue to keep them in your prayers. Keep us in your prayers. Uh, God is, is, is doing a big work in their lives, and it's evident, okay? Uh, next up, we have uh, Miss Kaylin. Kaylin is new to the youth group. Everybody give it up for Kaylin. She is new to the youth group. However, she has fit right in and fell in love with these kids. So let's listen to what she has to say. Hey, guys. My name's Kaylin. Um, I've been here for about 10 months now. As soon as I, uh, as soon as I started at Springhouse, I immediately got involved in the youth. Um, and let me just tell you, you guys have some amazing kids. Um, I don't have children of my own, and I never really understood this. I never understood that children are vessels for the Lord to move in your own life. Um, there are a lot of times that these kids have come up to me and have asked me questions that, I'll be honest, I haven't really known the answer to, but I want to. And so I'm immediately going in the Word and seeking to find the answers for them that are biblical and that are truth. Um, and so I just want to encourage anybody that wants to be involved in youth, do it. It's going to change your life. It's, um, it's been an amazing opportunity for me, and I've made some lifelong friends with leaders, and it's been amazing. So, Come on. Come on. There is always an opportunity to serve in the youth group. So if you've been thinking about it, if you've been praying about it, come and talk to me. Come and talk to Dana. Uh, I'd love to hear your heart behind it. Look, our sole um, reason for doing this is these kids and leading them to Jesus. Okay? So if you feel called to do that, please come and see us. You will, too, reap some fruit in your life. All right. Next up, we have your very own Miss Mary Merriweather to share a few words with you. Um, so I wanted to share... It kind of goes with, along with what Cole was sharing, which is funny because we did not uh, prepare this. Well, James did, but James was the only one who knew what the other leaders were going to share. But I don't think it's coincidence that the Lord intertwined our stories so closely together. Um, but something that Cole shared that I also witnessed, but I witnessed it a little earlier, was um, how after one kid got up to share during worship, another did and another did. And for me, that actually started the second morning of camp. It was the first morning that we did devotionals. And um, I don't remember the exact word, wording of the questions, but we had a, um, a passage that we read to them out of, out of scripture. 
And then uh, one of the questions was um, something along the lines of how has your relationship with the Lord grown over the year, this past year, and how are you going to answer the call to continue growing it? And when I first asked, now granted it's 7, 7.30-ish in the morning, we have spent all day the day before at Six Flags, and we got in late, and we were tired, and so the the girls in my small group were tired. Uh, I will give them that. But when I asked the question, crickets, no answer. Now, I'm not usually one to push for an answer either, and I think that the the girls that I have in small group know that. Um, But I felt the the Holy Spirit press in and, and go, just give them another minute, ask them again. And so I waited, and I, and I made a joke, and I was like, okay, well, now that we got that awkward silence out of the way, let's try this again. And I asked them again, and they seemed hesitant at first, but one of the girls was like, well, I guess, I guess the, my relationship with the Lord has grown because I hear from him more, because I've been praying to him more and, and talking to the Lord more rather than just when I needed something. And it, it just, it was like a dam that just bursted open because suddenly the other girls started sharing. And then that night at worship, we had somebody, you know, one of the teens get up in the middle of worship after a leader had said something, you know, to the group, a, a teen got up and then another teen got up and then another teen got up and then it became a regular thing and the Lord just opened it up for um, for a safe space for them. Camp was such a safe space where we could grow and we could, we could speak to each other, not just as leaders talking to teens, but as teens talking to each other. Like we're supposed to in a family, iron sharpens iron. We're supposed to go to each other. We're called to call each other out. And it was just a really great testimony and a, a really a witness for me to be able to see that in the lives of these teens. Amen. Amen. That's good. Thank you, Mary. Sometimes it only takes a spark, right, to start a a blaze, a fire, right? And we saw that at camp. We saw one share, and then another, and then another, and then another, and all of a sudden, everybody is bawling, right, just crying out to the Lord these things that they've been holding on to for years. So it's incredible to see see what the Lord does just through maybe even one uh, one person, but. uh, Camp, you saw a bunch of fun on the video, right? Lots of fun, lots of fun, but it's not all about fun, right? It's not all about fun. Sometimes, you know, the Lord calls us out for a specific purpose, and you know, uh, I mean, obviously Kevin hit on it earlier, but all of us are wearing these shirts, right? So the Lord was calling me, and he was asking, he said, you know, what, what's camp supposed to be about this year? This is back in, in January. We plan a lot. Well, Dana and I plan a lot. <laughs> uh, starting in January, she, uh, she really uh, goes after everything and tries to make sure all of our bases are covered. Uh, these shirts she created um, were from a, a part of my Devo time that the Lord was, was working on me with. And he, I've read Isaiah before, right? But I've never, I've never really read um, you know, the whole chapter, you know, Isaiah 6, 8, here I am, Lord, send me. This is Isaiah's response to what God was calling him into. I don't know if a lot of you know this, but Isaiah was a scribe in the palace at the beginning of the chapter. You know, he's, he's writing for the king and different things and scrolls and stuff. But one day he's in worship, right? And the Lord, uh, calls him into, into a prophetic ministry. And, uh, and he does it in a special way. 
And I thought that this tied a lot into a lot of the things that the kids were going through at the time. We always pray and we ask God, okay, Lord, what do you want for these teens? What's some things that they might be expressing to us that we can be there to guide them, to help them with? A lot of them we got, I don't know what direction that God wants to take me in, in life right now. I don't know how to hear from the Lord. I don't know what to do whenever trouble comes my way. And so the Lord took me to Isaiah, and uh, I'm going to uh, put together a little slide here, and if we can get that up, starting in ver or chapter 6, um, verse 4. It says, at the sound of their voices, their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Isaiah says, woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had just taken from the tongs from the altar. Went with it, he touched my mouth and said, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin is atoned for. Then I heard a voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, here I am, God, send me. Here I am, God, send me. See, God's presence changes us. When God comes into the room, and we experience this at camp during worship, when God fills the room, we cannot come out the same. We are changed from the inside out. He, in, in this chapter, Isaiah recognized his own sin. He recognized that he was a man of unclean lips. He didn't try to hide it. He didn't, he didn't like push it in the corner. He didn't pretend it wasn't there. Instead, Isaiah cried out. And that's key. That's key for the, for the things that we're going through. We have to cry out and say, here I am, Lord, all of me. Look around me. Look beside me, every piece of, of what I am, this is here I am before you. And we're all laid out, stretched out before him. And then it takes a confession, right? We can recognize those things in our lives, but if we don't confess them to the Lord, then what are we doing, right? I love that God did not shame Isaiah in this moment. He didn't, he didn't keep on you know, all kinds of shame and guilt. Uh, when Isaiah broke down, there wasn't a list of sins that God decided to just lay out and start telling him about, right? God doesn't do that. He loves us. He chose to remove that guilt. He chose to, uh, to, to take it away and cast it. The scripture says he casts it, our sins for as far as the east is, is to the west, right? God didn't lay it out in front of him and, and put it in his face. He's not that kind of God, right? God chose to remove it. But God doesn't stop there. He doesn't stop with removing the guilt. He doesn't stop with uh, you know, eliminating the shame in our lives. He cleans up the mess. And that's what he did right, with, uh, with the coal from the altar. That's what he did. He cleaned up the mess that Isaiah had made. Um, and, he, and he desires to do that in our lives as well. You see, Jesus offered his life. This is correlation with Jesus. Isaiah, I don't know if you know, but he's quoted in the New Testament more than 50 times, right? Uh, Jesus offered his life as a payment 
for us whenever he went to the cross. His altar was the cross. His altar was the cross. And he removes our guilt and our shame, willingly forgives us every day. Scripture says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive. But that, I don't want to skip over that because confession should lead us towards God. Confession should not lead us away from him. We shouldn't be afraid to confess, right? When we confess, something powerful happens, and that's what we experienced at camp. That's what we experience a lot of times when we meet upstairs in the youth group, right? I don't know which way I should go. I don't know what to do next. Well, have you talked to God about it, right? Have you laid it all out before the Lord and asked him to, to take care of it? See, I, in this chapter in Isaiah, we, re, we see Isaiah respond to the presence of God by recognizing that he's flawed and that he's in need of God's help. And in doing this, God draws Isaiah closer to him. He draws him closer to him. He gives him uh, wisdom, right? He gives him uh, supernatural ability in this time. He's, he calls him out to be a prophet for the nations. And he's filled with only a confidence that God can give. When, when God draws us closer to him, we get to know his heart. And then we're confident in who he calls us. Isaiah then hears uh, the Lord say, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Now, I don't know if you're anything like me, but when I read this, I just saw Isaiah like this. And then all of a sudden he heard the Lord and now he's up like this. I'll go, Lord, send me. I, I want to be that mouthpiece. I want to be that voice. He had a good job. He was a scribe in the palace. <laughs> but instead, he knew that there was something greater. He knew that his call, that the Lord chose to call him out to be a prophet for the nations and to be used by God. So I see him jumping up saying, here I am, God, send me. Isaiah was ready for service. He was willing. We have to first see, our, see it, be willing, and then accept and embrace the change that's in our life. He responded to God boldly. And, and uh, he became one of the greatest New Testament prophets of all time. When the truth of who God is becomes bigger than the everyday stuff of this world, God becomes more than a belief. He becomes our reality. And life with him, with Jesus, is more real to us than the world we see, taste, hear, smell, or touch. And I believe that's what Isaiah experienced. He saw the truth of who God is. God drew him closer to him. He saw and he knew his heart. And so he said, you know what? This reality that I'm living is no, nothing compared to the reality that Jesus has called me into. And I believe that for each one of these kids, when we get past what this world uh, says that we're supposed to be, do, think, or say, the truth of who God is, is going to push them and propel them to the next steps in their journey with him. So if you're struggling to hear from God, this is not just for them. This is not just for me. This is for us. If you're struggling today to hear from the Lord, then I encourage you to kind of take those necessary steps Ask the Lord to flesh it out in you, right? 
And then be willing to present yourself before the Lord and, and confess those things that are going on in your life. Press into him. Be willing to respond uh, to his call. Now I'm going to show you a testimony, and this kind of goes right along in that line of a, of a young man. It's his first time at camp uh, this year, and uh, I want to show you John's testimony. I was You could feel God's presence and how he's just better than anything else. I love that. Well, I, uh, I asked a few kids to, to give testimonies and, and we got those and, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't tell them what to say. You know, I just set up a camera and there they went. We left the room and, and that's what they did. So uh, I'm thankful that the Lord impacted uh, your life in, in, in that way, John. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, God... God will change us from the inside out. He calls us to greater things. And there is so much better in our lives with Jesus than anything that this world has to offer. Um, it's incredible what, what he'll do when we let him, right? And he doesn't need our permission. He doesn't need those things to be, okay, you know, he, it, what he needs is a willing vessel, right? Right. So he calls us to be open, to be vulnerable, to be ready, and he'll use us to do great things. Now, the next testimony I'm going to show you is uh, from, a, from a young man. It's also his first time uh, coming to camp, and uh, he was just, he, the Lord took him on a journey through the Word, and so I think it's super powerful. Uh, let's, let's listen to Caleb's testimony. Yeah. Amen. Some powerful words from some young individuals, right? Right? But that's the boldness that God calls us into. And uh, thank you for that, Caleb. 
Next up, we have uh, Tanya Ingram. She is incredible. Guys, she does so much for the youth, and uh, her heart is very open before them. And um, yeah, Tanya, come on out and share what the Lord has uh, placed on your heart. Give it up. Well, good morning. Hi. Um, to be wholly honest, my mind kind of just went blank as I came up the stairs. So what you're going to hear is literally what God wants you to hear because it's not for me. Um, <laughs> so for me this year, um, this has been my first full year as a youth leader. We did go to camp last year, but we had only been in youth for a couple of months at that point. I didn't really know the kids very well. So this is the first time we've gone to camp actually having a relationship with some of the kids. So it was a very different experience. Um, for me personally, a lot of this summer camp experience was about overcoming fear. Um, I love that James used the word boldness because I really felt like that was the word I was given. Um, this is a great picture. Like everybody looks so excited, but what you don't see is about eight rows in front of James. I'm sitting there and I'm trembling and I'm crying because I am wholly convinced that I am within my last minutes on earth. <laughs> I was so convinced. I had never been anything even remotely close to whitewater rafting. I was wholly convinced that this is how I, it was going to end for me. Um, obviously, I did fine. Um, actually, I really enjoyed it, and I can't wait to go back. So if somebody's going on a trip, let me know. I'd like to tag along. Um, <laughs> but um, I felt like God wanted me to share about overcoming fear but I was afraid to. <laughs> so I did um, kind of like what Pastor Kevin talked about, about laying out a fleece. I kind of did that. It's a very funny story. If you'd like to hear it, um, find me. It's a funny story. But I laid out my fleece. And of course, God said, yep, I'm the one telling you to do this. Go do it. So I got up and uh, I shared with the kids. And I'll tell you guys exactly what I told the kids. I said, you know, if we can look fear in the eye and we can say, no, you don't get to take the fun of roller coasters from me. You don't get to take this white water rafting experience from me. You, you, you have no business here. Go on. I'm going to have fun. If we can do that for the fun things, we can do that for God. We can say, fear, you don't get to take giving my testimony away. You don't get to take me being able to pray for somebody's healing away. You don't get to take away me having all of this family. You don't get to take that fear. I'm standing up. I'm, I'm here for Jesus. You can go on. And it, it, it was great because I had heard from Mary multiple times. She's been in this for so long. So she's kind of like my, my uh, youth leader mama. Um, but I've heard from her several times. Like, it's not our job as leaders to open the doors or take off their chains but we get to give them keys. And so I felt like, here, here's some keys. And I've heard several people reference it. Child, teen after teen after teen stood up and this is my struggle, this is my addiction, this is where I need prayer, this is, and it was just, it was a floodgate and it was so amazing, you guys. Like from my heart, I was like, oh my goodness. I just handed out keys. Oh my goodness. It was great, you guys. Like, if you ever have the opportunity to hand somebody a key, even if you think it's the silliest sentence you could ever say, if you feel led to say it to somebody, there's a reason you're feeling led to say it. 
okay? So I encourage you guys, you know, meet with our teens. Even if you aren't feeling led to get involved with them, you know, hang out with them for a few minutes. Just talk with them. These guys are great. These guys are amazing. All right, so we'll turn it back over to, to Pastor James and encourage you guys all to tell fear you don't, he doesn't get to take it from you, okay? That's good. Thank you, Tanya. Appreciate you. <laughs> so Tanya's awesome. I told you, told you. Um, but it's, it's 100% truth. 100% truth. I heard, uh, uh, I heard when we were talking about the testimonies, she said, you know, this is, this is one of the few times that I actually, you know, really felt like I made an impact in some of these kids' lives. And I'm like, God can use you to do so much more than what you think, feel, or, you know, believe you're able to do. So all it takes is that first step right? All it takes is that willing heart. Um, but so good. So good. I appreciate that, Tanya. Um, next, we're going to see a testimony from a young lady uh, at camp. Uh, she's, uh, she's going through some hard times, but you know, the Lord really did a huge work in her life, and I believe big things are going to happen in her future. So let's uh, watch Kenzie's video testimony. My name is Kinsey Davis, and the past couple of years has been really tough for me. Before camp, I was, I was in a really dark place, and I didn't want to really go to church or do anything because I didn't see the point in it. My dad passed away in December of 2020. It was a really tough time for me, and... Stopped trusting and believing God. I, I talked to um, my youth leaders, and she helped me start to realize that maybe God was trying to sh- like get me to process it because I had pushed it away for so long. She thought that I should ask for clarification from God, and so that night I prayed to God for if there's any type of clarification, if we were on the same page, if I was understanding what you were trying to say to me. The next morning, we were at breakfast, and I was sitting with um, my youth leaders, and when I sat down, one of their phones went off, and the time was 9.22, which is my father's birthday. And I kind of just sat there in shock. Wow. I never had anything happen to me that clear. I'm thankful for everyone at this camp who has helped me get through things and process things. I I want to start learning more and learning how to trust God and just how I can call him my savior. I swear, every time I see that video testimony, I start to well up inside of me because, um, you know, just the work that God has done. And sometimes it doesn't matter how old you are. If you're going, going through some things, it could be life-changing. It could be shattering everything, every bone that's inside of you. But what happens when the Lord comes in is undeniable. And so... Um, thank you, Kenzie, for sharing that. 
Up next, we have my wonderful wife, uh, Dana Jansen. She's come to share a little bit about what the Lord has been speaking to her. And so uh, take it away, honey. Um, Speaking on that last video, (laughs) it was absolutely incredible. This little girl came to the church, said it just within the month before we went to camp and you could just see that she needed God so much and we talked about camp and she got excited that there was even a possibility that she could come. But it was so cool because one of our youth leaders, Cole, just being himself and loving these kids came up to her the very first day and when she was very quiet and was like, hey, how are you doing? It's good to see you. My name's Cole and she just stood there and she was like, hi, how are you? Well, the thing was, is that was the beginning of this journey because that was her daddy's name. And she had never met another person named Cole in her life until that point. And him just doing that just kind of like shook her and she was like, oh my gosh. And so she didn't say anything. And the next day comes around and at breakfast, he's like, hey, how are you doing? You having a good day so far? And she just like was stuck again. And I'm talking to her about all of this. And I was like, you need to go talk to him. And she went to him and said, you know, hey, like that meant a lot to me. And it was just one confirmation after another. But it was just because the joy and love that God has put into Cole's heart to pour into these kids. And God was using him and he had no clue. (laughs) No idea. Well, the whole time all of this was happening one thing after another and God was confirming all of this stuff in her and that joy you could see it just welling up in her and the last day they were doing all the testimonies and she was so nervous and she's not one to speak out in front of people and I was like she said you know should should I go do the testimony should I tell them and I was like yeah I really feel like you should like if that's what you feel like God's telling you like go. And so she did. And she was in there for quite a while. And she came out and she goes, I feel so bad, Dana. I feel so bad. And I was like, why? And she goes, I made him cry. And I was like, you did what? (laughs) And I was like, who? And she said, Rob, he's in there boo-hooing. And I'm like, uh, and I was like, girlfriend, if you made a grown man cry, more kudos to you. I am proud of you. And I go in there and he was like, I don't even know what to say. And he's like bright red boohooing. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever because God not only worked through Cole to her, she worked, or he worked through her to Rob and to the rest of us. And it's just pressing into these kids and not giving up and doing what God says to do. Mountains can be moved. You be relentless and love on these teens, love on each other, not even just the teens, but God can move those mountains. We have teens that have come that have been so wonderful and they go through dark moments, but just keep loving them, keep pulling pulling them in and just telling them how much God loves them. Even if they are so quiet and reclused back, we have so many of them right now. James and I were talking about the other day, how they're coming out of their shell again and they're joyful and they're coming and loving on us. These kids that haven't been around, that have been around, but have like shoved us off for years at this point. They're finally having that joy come back in them. The smile is coming back and they're actually wanting to hug you again. And they just say, thank you. And even some of them don't say anything, but it's just a smile on their face that you know God was using that little bitty mustard seed that was planted not only by you know some of the leaders, but some of these other people. You see these leaders over here, there are multiples 
that these mustard seeds are planted by Kevin when he was a youth leader years and years ago and by some of the other leaders. And now these leaders are being used by God to plant those mustard seeds. So don't ever be afraid to speak up and just love on people, plant those seeds, because God can move those mountains. Amen. Thank you. You can take it. Thank you. That's truth. Um, Now, if I can have the worship band come on out. Well, I believe that we are called to stand in the gap. This this, uh, division in generations isn't isn't for us, right? Uh, So I believe that so much with the bottom of my heart that the deposit that God has placed in every one of these teens can be placed in you as well. Um, So if I can have all of the teens and the leaders, if you guys can come up and just line out on this stage right here, uh, we're going to go into this last worship song, but if you're needing to hear from the Lord, if you're needing a touch, a fresh touch from God, guys, I believe that God can use these teens and these leaders to pray over you, to, uh, to, to, to speak to that specific need, right? As long as we're willing to be used by the Lord, he can do whatever he wants. So I encourage you, if the Lord's tugging on your heart this morning, come down, come down, see one of these teens. Amen.